We're in the middle of Paragimel. We have been talking about now the idea of how even in uh, the world of the Rabbanisha world, where you would imagine that uh, things should be on the up and up, but the truth is, the Rebbe points out that, in fact, we have a situation where a person could be totally immersed in his point of view, and because he's totally immersed in his point of view, automatically he knocks down the other person's point of view. That's, uh, that's what's going on over here. There's another one right there, right? Right here, right on your, da- on your table. On your table, the, on this stender, whoever is opposite you. So automatically, automatically, the other person's point of view is going to be knocked off. Because you're constantly arguing, fighting. Oh, that was, that was Yaakov, sorry. He's a Detroit, uh, he's a Lanceman, so you can't really take it from him. You have copies? Oh, wow. Beautiful. All right, let's go. Here, I'll just put it on the... Uh... Okay, so that's what we're holding in the middle of, we're holding in the middle of Paragimel. Um, I have the old copy here with me. Baruch Hashem, oldie but goodie. Um, let's start from from Vehachiluke Deus. So in the old copy, uh, the first word in line is Ma. It's about halfway through the uh, paragraph of uh, Gimel. Right? Start with the period. Vehachiluke Deus hine be'emes hempiru levavos. That the idea is that these differences of opinion are not stemming just from that, but they're stemming from a division, a division of the hearts. Haba mesinas chinam, which comes from, which comes from the sinas chinam. So the fact that Ruven says the opposite of Shimon, it's not because his seichel is forcing him to think this way. Really, it's coming from his will that this is where it's, it's triggering to. So the question is, why does he want so much to say the opposite point of view? Because his friend said blue, he has to say red. And if his friend would say red, then he'd have to say blue. Because this is the nature of Sinas Chinam. He wants to be heard. He wants to be felt. He wants to express himself. And the fact that the other person is there is taking away from him. And you have to say that what the Rebbe has been saying all along in the last three paragraphs is in a lot of ways, this is not even a conscious way of thinking. It's in his subconscious that by definition he's going to oppose. He's going to say the opposite point of view. It's just the way he's made. That's, the, that's his nature. That's his, that's his humanness, so to speak. That he has to express himself. And in a way, by him wanting to express himself, the other person is taking away from him. Because that is the nature of klipa. The nature of klipa is to, to want to like plant their flag. This is, you know, like uh, you know, in the University of Michigan, they plant their flag on the Ohio State uh, field or something like that, or vice versa, I don't remember, right? 
Like they, they're such competitors that they have, to, they have to plant their flag right there. That's what they have to do. That's for all you Michigan people out there, right? The Wolverines. So they plant their flag. They plant their flag right there because they have to express their mitzvahs. That's the nature of our nefesh of Bahamiuses. It's not that he's dafka thinking through it. That's the point of what the Rebbe is saying here. This is not a, a conscientious thought that I'm going to oppose the other person. It's just the nature is that the other person is opposing me. Not because he's opposing me, but because he is. Because he is, he's taking away from me. So what is, why is the Rebbe explaining this to us so clearly? Because a person has to dig deep into himself to realize that this is the structure of how he was made. And if he wants to change things, he has to go out of himself to go against this point of view. That's the, that's the idea here. In other words, since this is the nature of who he is, so by definition, the only way not to be this way is to on purpose be the the a total opposite, which we said before, Kedusha is the Indian of Achtus, of Hiskalus, of inclusiveness, to want to join with the other person. But you're not going to naturally join with the other person. You're naturally going to be opposed to the other person because your Nefesh of Ahamias is in control. So in order to change that energy, you have to go out of your way. And the point that he's bringing here with this paragraph is that it's not just, you know, the people that are the, you know, scrubber deluxes out there in the world that are acting like this. No, even in the world of Rabbanis, that's what he's saying here. Even in the great leaders of the Jewish people. Why? Because they also have a nefesh of Bahamias. Because everyone has a nefesh of Bahamias. And unless a person is aware of what is happening, by definition, it's going to be this way. That's the point. So in order to change this, he has to go out of his way to change it. That's, that's the idea here. Uh, where am I? The kol kach hushrash. And this is what he's saying here, right? Look, look what he says in these words. The kol kach hushrash hapirud levavos. It is so deeply rooted. Thank you, Shalom. This division of the hearts. And that it, until it becomes like this is like the general klal. That he just has to say and feel the opposite point of view from the other guy. It just has to be that way. Because it's almost like that's just the, who he is. That's his nature. Just like he drinks water, this is what it is. Now, a person is not comfortable with himself that this is, this is the type of person I am. What kind of person am I? I'm such an animal. So he has to then turn around and say, no, it's not because I, I'm, I'm not getting along with him. That's why I have to say these things. It's because really uh, this reason, you know, the red and the sun in the morning, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll bounce off the red coloring and then, you know, it'll get into someone's eyes and it might blind him. And, you know, uh, you know he comes up with all these, uh, all these Haskalas, all these, all, these, all these logical reasons, you know, that are who knows what. Some of them are a little bit more in, uh, in the Luft and some of them are a little bit more on the ground and whatever, but he has all these reasons. 
Like why he has to say the opposite point of view? Then what his friends are saying. You know, if it winds up being 23 degrees on that day, then if you have this, then, uh, you know, he has all, he has a whole list of different svaras. Why, why, why it can't be that way. But the bottom line is that even his, his, his intellect is, 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 is like in a state of bribery. I think we even got to hear yesterday, right? That, that uh, I don't know which book you have. Regular. The regular book. Oh, I have the irregular book. I don't know. Maybe I have the regular book and you have the irregular book. See, that's, there you go. That's, that's exactly what we're talking about. Oh, I have the regular one, which means that you have the regular one. Okay. We're, we're about halfway. We're now three quarters, two thirds of the way down the page of Paragimel. Right? So the first, there's a period and then it says, mm-hmm. In other words, his brain is so captured by the situation of, of what is going on here that it's like a bribery. Remember I told you the story yesterday of Red Levy at Sabritichever when he was in a court case. He was feeling like, like automatically, like all of a sudden that uh, it for sure had to be that this person is guilty and this person is innocent. And he's like, where did that come from? Like, why do I have? And he decided to take a walk. And when he went out for a walk, he felt like something very heavy in his, in his uh, pocket. And he saw that it was a, uh, a bag of coins. So he said, like, this is the idea of bribery. Bribery, it changes you. You don't even realize. You didn't, he didn't even realize that he had the coins in the pocket of his coat. Right? His coat was hanging up outside. But bribery changes you. So the same thing with us. Bribery changes us. That this is what's going on here. Over here. That, that all of a sudden he, he, he's like bribed. Like he doesn't even realize. Like, because it's so natural to him that if Ruvain says why, yes, he's going to say no. And so therefore, it's, it's, it's like he doesn't even realize what is going on over here. Who is running the show over here? He doesn't see that it's this nefesh of Hamis that's running it. Because why? Because he's become so accustomed to this manner of being that it's a continual thing. And it says very interesting words here. He said, look what it says. Because he's accustomed to doing this. And as he becomes more and more accustomed to do it, when you accustom yourself to doing something, it becomes second nature to you. This is a very important rule, that he sticks in here. That you see that what happens in life is that when a person is is you doing the same thing again and again and again and again and again, it becomes like this is the second nature. Like this is this is this is who he is. That is with regards to a habit which is negative, and it could be also for a habit that is positive, right? But a person, if he realizes, he looks inside of himself, he sees in himself there are certain natures that he has developed over the years that labdafka are they the best. And he could change them, but he has to work very hard at uprooting that nature. Because why? Because it's become second nature by him. So this idea of, 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 of a person, a lot of times a person can become like a real fighter. 
Like he just disagrees with everyone. He argues with everyone about everything. He's a, he's a person that's constantly arguing, constantly fighting, constantly taking the opposite opinion, constantly, oh, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, there's a reason why you're playing devil's advocate, because, because, you're, because of your nefesh of Bahamas. That's why you're playing devil's advocate. He's always arguing, always finding issues with people. Right? He's always finding the problems. Yeah? So he says, the inyan hateva nitba. The, this idea of this nature that he has become, like sort of, uh, he's using it uh, like he's becoming, like it's become, it's been internalized in him, so to speak. The reason why this is happening is because this is the nature that he has caused himself. But he doesn't realize the real cause of the thing. And he really, the truth is, it has nothing to do with the intellect. It has nothing to do with the reasons he feels this way or that way. It has everything to do with just, he's not able to connect to other people. That's his problem. He's not able to unite with another person. It's just not shaykh to him. Because he is a person that has a period lubavos. He's constantly finding the fault. He's constantly not united. He's the opposite of his achdos, the opposite of his kalos, the opposite of that. It's, it's everyone. It's, oh, he's, he's a fighter. He's an issue. Where does it come from? Because of this causeless hatred that he has. Can't handle each other. They can't stand each other. And automatically then, he becomes a menagid. He becomes the, he becomes like the, an op, an opponent to the other person. So a person when he sees this in himself that he's constantly fighting with people, he's constantly arguing with people, he's constantly getting into issues with people, he's constantly uh, even getting into intellectual fights with people. He has to realize where is this coming from? It's coming from me, not from anyone else. Which is a fascinating idea. What he's saying here is that. Instead of looking outside, once again, what we're seeing throughout this mimer is he has to look inside of himself. And he has to recognize that the reason for all this whole thing is because of his own uh, arrogance. And that's why he can't vibrate pleasantly with other people. He's just bouncing into other people constantly. He's always, he's always like a, uh, you know, it's like two, you know, two steel, two metal things that are bouncing off each other, hitting each other constantly. Right? They're constantly shooting up sparks. Which is the source of between one person and another. For really no reason. It's just that he can't handle the other person. And therefore, all the people that he's looking at, he's always looking at with an ayin ra. What does it mean, an ayin ra? means that he's looking for what's wrong. He notices constantly what's wrong. He's wrong with this, oh, this guy. Did you see how he's doing this and how he's doing that and he's doing the other thing? He's, doing that. he's always seeing, seeing the, the bad in the other person. He's looking to find in him, in the other person, the bad things. That's the point here. So this is, this, is, this is where the issue comes in. Why do you have to find the bad things in the other person? Why is that constantly happening? Right? It's because of me. A tzaddik is always finding the good in everyone else. A rasha is always finding the bad in everyone else. Right? So this is, this is an indication of where I'm holding. 
right? That's that's the idea that we, that we're trying to bring out here. And the truth is, it's not that his per, the other person is a tzaddik. The other person also is not so refined. In other words, we're not trying to say the other person is this unbelievable tzaddik and he's, you know, an amazing person and he has one little problem with him. He has one little, you know, little dirt piece of dirt on him. No, the other person has issues. We're not saying that he doesn't have issues. It's true, he does have issues. He does have gamken. He does have his portions that are no good. But the thing is that when you look at him, you 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 blow up that negativity into like a huge thing. And you you from the word rachav. Rachav means to like be to widen, and you make wide with your talk. All the bad, like, like, oh, did you see the way he did this and the way he did that? And, and you know, he really handled this one so poorly. And, he, you know, can you imagine that he would even say such a thing like this to this person? Can you imagine? They, uh, uh, and he's just talking and talking and talking and you're talking and talking. Just to put the other person down, to find all this evil in the other person. It's bad. La hashpilo. Come sit down, Shalom. You, everyone will take care of it themselves afterwards. Like, to put him down. And to like just bring out the bad, to like, uh, like to say the uh, that everything, you know, just just, just seeing the negativity, until it becomes like disgusting in in your eyes. Even the good things that he does. In other words, you 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 look at him in such a bad way that even the things that he does good, right. Uh, you can't see it for what it is. And you even put down like all of his, you like totally nullify and you, you put down all of his uh, his service of Hashem, all his Torah mitzvahs, right? All the things that he's even doing. Even though he didn't do anything evil to you in the whole uh, in his whole life, you know, like what's the problem here? And he's not going to do anything evil to you. It's not like he has plans. He has plans to knock you down. No, just. Right. In other words, he's not. He didn't do anything bad to you. He's not doing bad to you. Anything, and he doesn't even have any. You know, chayrish means like to plow, literally. So it means like in the future, in the future tense. He doesn't have any plans to do anything bad for you, but payal mamish. He doesn't. right? Right. Right, and to the point that if something bad happens to this other person, right, you say, ah, oh, see that he deserved it. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, you see, you see, Hashem is Hashem is uh, you know uh, he de- he deserved it like, because you you're so caught up in in the negative feelings and the negative vibes and the negative energy that you have for this other person that you can't even see beyond it. You're not able to go into it and you're not able to see. That's, 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 where, that's where I'm holding. That's the bottom line. But on the other hand, you're not ready to do anything bad to him. In other words, you, might can't, you can't stand this other person, but you're not going to walk over to him and punch him in the mouth. Or you're not going to go and you know, tell on him or something like that you know, to some authority or you know, whatever. You're not, you're not ready to do something bad to him in that way. 
It's just that you're that to do something bad to the other person that you're not that you're not going to go that far, but you just can't connect to him. You can't connect to him. You can't, you can't have good feelings to him. You can't. You're just feeling yucky towards him in every way. That's the idea. That's what's going on here. Is that clear? Yeah. So this is so this is a good indication of what we're talking about in terms of. In terms of, of, of these negative feelings, where they're coming from and how they're expressing themselves. <coughs> and a person has to realize that this is just who he is. It's just who all of us are. That we have this nefesh of Ahamias that wants to continually you know, go in this direction. And if a person just you know, doesn't work on himself his whole life, he'll always be this way. And that's why he's always seeing the negative in everyone. He's always seeing what's bad in everything. He's always complaining. He's always has a problem, and everything's an issue, and everything's an uh, uh, uh. And the truth is, there's what to complain about. Nowhere does he say here, whether it's about the other person or the, the situation that he's in. There is. No one's saying the guy's a tzaddik. No one's saying the situation is perfect. No one's saying. But the fact that I am vibrating on this level is an indication to me where my problem is, right? In other words, what the Rebbe is saying here, and he's going to go into it much more over the course of the next two paragraphs, is what he's saying here is really that a person needs to, a person needs to watch himself and see how he is conducting him his own life. And when he sees this type of expression in himself, he has to know that it's about him that he has to be the one to change, that he has to be the one to recognize. And it's not going to happen automatically. In other words, how is, this supposed to, how is it supposed to change, this ideas? Like, how is this supposed to happen? This is the way I am. So a person, first and foremost, has to realize the, the state of his own being, that he recognizes in himself that this is how I am, this is how I'm operating. Right? or vibrating, or however you want to call it. And then, he has to actually go ahead and do, and to recognize, why am I operating this way? Well, it's natural to me, that's true. But what, is my ba- what are my bad feelings for this other person? For example, <clears throat> like let's say that he looks at uh, you know, uh, you know, Joe Blow, right? And he says about this guy, you know, he has this issue, and this issue, and this issue, and this issue. Uh, okay, true. In Achinami, let's say that he does have all of these issues. Let's say that he is like that. So does that mean then, therefore, he should be removed from the face of the earth? Therefore, that we shouldn't take any of his ideas in a positive way? And therefore, what? So one way that a person could change that is, like it says at the end of Perek Lamed Beis, is, right, Yaakov Asher Padas Avram. Right? That's the key. That's one of the key lessons that, that uh, Hasidus offers in terms of Avas Yisrael. What does it mean? Yaakov Asher Pada is Avram. Yaakov who is redeeming Avram. Yaakov is the, is the attribute of compassion, right, or mercy. And Avram is the compassion, is the midah of love. So when you look at this other person and you start to see him from a different, try to look at him from a different point of view. Why is he acting this way? 
oh, you know, look, or, you know, he is acting this way because he had this incredibly difficult childhood. Or he has a, a father who is an axe murderer. You know, it was tough growing up in a house of an axe murderer, right? Uh, or you look at him and you start looking at some of the positive things that, he person, that this person has, that he, you know, goes out of his way every morning to wake up for Hasidus. You know, he's like, a, that's like an incredible, that's an incredible trait. I mean, I don't do that, you know, a person could say to himself, or a person could say to himself, look at how he, you know, how he is, you know, every day he, he, he goes and feeds the birds outside. You know, he's so compassionate for the birds. What a nice quality. You know, or, I don't know, whatever. The point is, is that by looking at the other person and seeing a little bit more about who they are, where they come from, and seeing more the positive points, trying to find the positive points in the other person, it winds up changing a person, your outlook towards that person. That's on an individual basis. Also recognizing in myself, as we're going to see a little bit later on, right, the famous uh, story that we've talked about already a number of times in this class, the story of the mirror of the Baal Shem Tov, right? What is the mirror of the Baal Shem Tov? The fact that this point really bothers me in this other person, you know. This person is so, you know, he's always so loud. Well, why am I bothered by the fact that this person is always so loud? Maybe because I have that trait in myself. And Hashem is sending me this message through Joe Blow that <clears throat> I'm recognizing that that is, a negative tr- that is a negative quality. And it really bothers me in him. So maybe I have to see in myself how I am, how I am you know, acting in that way, in that manner. Maybe you know, I'm not screaming in the end of davening, but maybe I'm screaming in the middle of the night, you know, I'm waking up people in the middle, you know, uh, uh, while they're supposed to be sleeping in the dormitory or something like that, right? In other words, try to find in myself, try to find in myself this quality. So it's a mixture of, number one, seeing the positive in the other person, and number two, uh, trying to find what is the message that Hashem is sending me. What is the message that Hashem is sending me by, by seeing this, this quality in this other person and annoying me about this and really annoying me? Because if I'm getting annoyed by this quality, it must mean that I have it. That's the point. That's the idea that the Baal Shem Tov is teaching us. right? If you spot it in the other person, then you probably have it in yourself. That's the idea. So where do I have this in myself? And then to work to release that. First of all, recognizing that maybe I shouldn't be screaming in the dormitory in the middle of the night or maybe I should uh, you know, be doing things a little bit more in a subtle way or whatever it happens to be. Being able to try to find that in myself and being able to try to change that in myself. That is, that is absolutely essential. Is that clear? Yeah? So, v'zehu d'ksiv, that's why it says in Yeshayahu, acheichem soneichem in your brothers who hated you and ostracized you. That because of the lack of avoda on myself, a person could come to this shiftless, to this very low level. That even brothers could get to a point that they hate each other and they ostracize each other, which is the total opposite of what a brother is supposed to be. The whole idea of a brother or brotherhood, right, like it's used in, in, in the English vernacular, is the concept of unity, of uniting. Chibor means to connect to another person. 
right? A brother should be a person who is someone that I connect to, right? That's the idea of like even the fraternity, a fraternal organization is the idea of brother, a brotherhood, that at first people that are going to connect to each other regardless of what, right? A brother is supposed to be someone who you connect to regardless of how he acts, regardless of what he says, regardless of what he thinks, because there's something deeper there that you want to connect to, right? Because of that essential unity that, that you have. So even these people, right? Even these people that in truth, there's no serious thing that really is separating them. That's why they're called brothers. The language of unity and, and, and connection. We call Nevertheless, they hate each other. For no reason. And you see this, unfortunately, all the time. We should end with this point because we have to go. But that you see it all the time, that you have brothers that don't talk for, you know, it could be 15 years, 10 years. How ridiculous is that? And they get, and if you ask them, why aren't you talking? They don't even remember what was the argument about which triggered this whole thing. Because it's just the nature of the situation that I just can't get along with this person. Right? You can't get along with the other guy. Right? Ah, but he's this, he's that. You're right, he is, but so what? That's the point here. Just because he's this and he's that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to connect to him. That's the whole issue. That's the whole thing here. That when a person is able to go beyond himself, he's able to connect to the other person regardless of the fact that he's this and he's that or whatever it is. That's the idea. But the main point, and we'll end with this, is the work starts not on changing the other, but on changing myself. And that's the difference between what my Nefesh Bahamia says and what my Nefesh Al-Ki says. Nefesh Bahamis is all about changing everyone else in the world. Nefesh Al-Kis is about changing myself. When I change myself, everything else around me changes as well. Good? All right, let's stop here. Amen.